0: Good morning and welcome back to another episode of Understanding Health. I'm your host, Liv Whistler, your guide into all things nutrition, functional medicine, where we dive into physiology and lifestyle change, all to help you understand health better. We're starting this episode with a gorgeous cup of coffee. My favorite kind of coffee is a Guatemalan light roast with more bright and fruity notes, whole bean, freshly roasted, freshly ground, and I take it black. something like taking in the pleasing aroma of my coffee that's almost meditative and makes me feel grounded in my senses you know I'd love to know what your favorite coffee is I hope you can get to know me through these episodes and I would love to get to know you you can hit me up on instagram dms at live.whistler and if you have any questions for me ask them there and I will love to answer one of them at the end of each episode and hey if you've enjoyed this podcast so far please leave a rating and review and help share some love so so I can keep this podcast going and yes this episode today is brought to you by coffee I enjoy coffee for a lot of reasons but one of them is how I feel like it makes me energized and the funny thing is coffee or caffeine in coffee doesn't actually give your body energy It just blocks the adenosine receptor. And adenosine is a molecule naturally occurring in your body, and throughout the day, your levels should increase and make you feel sleepy. So instead of adenosine binding to the receptors, caffeine binds there instead, making you feel more awake. And maybe we need to do a full episode on coffee. Yes? No? What do you think? I think we should, but the reason I brought it up today is because people are desperate for energy. I have a 3 month old and yes there are some days I feel desperate for energy. Sleep is obviously the most important aspect to having good energy, but there's also many other factors. I'm only 22 and even baby aside, there are some days I feel so tired even when I get a good night's sleep. And who does not want to increase their energy levels? We're going to dive into a little physiology today, which is the study of how things function in our body. Something that people don't always consider when looking at their fatigue is their mitochondria and oxidative stress. The mitochondria is coined as the powerhouse of the cell. The powerhouse meaning it generates energy or ATP for the cell to carry out all the important things it needs to do. I've known this for a long time, but I never correlated this with how I felt energy-wise because it's on a cell level, so I didn't think it would affect me. But something functional medicine is concerned with is how are your cells functioning? We look at the deepest levels to try to figure out the root cause of what's going on. And yes, those mitochondria do have an effect on your energy. So let's dive in today on how you can start feeling more energized. And at the end of this episode, I'm going to give you some foods you can start consuming right now to increase your energy. Studies have found a correlation between mitochondrial dysfunction and oxidative stress with fatigue. So we're going to talk about how this happens and what it is. In order to explain this, we're going to look at a process in the body called oxidative phosphorylation. If you don't like knowing how or why things work, go ahead and skip 30 seconds ahead. The process takes place in the mitochondria and it's how we generate ATP or energy for the cell. During the process, something called free radicals or reactive oxygen species can be created. Electrons don't like to be alone and when there's an unpaired electron, it becomes a free radical. To make water, we need four electrons. The end goal of oxidative phosphorylation is to make water along with ATP. But to explain this simply, some electrons escape, essentially, in this oxygen molecule might only end up with one or two electrons and when that happens this oxygen becomes dangerous and reactive. In fact it can even create hydrogen peroxide in your body. It's unbalanced and wants more electrons so it might go try to steal one and if it does it leaves that molecule unbalanced and reactive. So you can see this chain reaction problem here. If this isn't controlled we can create oxidative stress for our body. Some free radicals are going to be produced naturally, but a lot of things can increase free radical production, and we need to counteract it, because if your mitochondria get overloaded with these harmful reactive molecules, it can lead to dysfunction, and this is going to lead to a lot of problems, including fatigue. Other ways your body can generate free radicals is through radiation, smoking, air pollutants, through the metabolism of medications, chemicals, and pesticides as well as inflammation. So the first thing you should try to do is limit some of those things. And then the second is consuming antioxidants. Because even if you somehow avoid all of those things, your body still creates some on its own naturally. Getting rid of all these oxidants requires antioxidants. Antioxidants are things such as vitamin A, C, and E, and one our body makes called glutathione. We know antioxidants are good for us, and this is why. Free radicals can cause a lot of damage and oxidative stress in multiple manifestations of diseases. It can cause the harm to the creation of proteins, your myelin sheath, and even DNA, so it's important to consume antioxidants. Another reason you could be dragging no matter how much sleep you get is carb loading and insulin resistance. Let's talk about the food you eat. We know food is energy and specifically we know carbs that break down into glucose is used for energy. And that's actually because it's used at the very beginning of the process of generating ATP when we consume a lot of simple carbs and sugars that spikes and crashes our energy. Things like white bread, pasta, and cookies flood your bloodstream and give you energy before crashing back down. So your bloodstream is filled with glucose triggering a release of insulin and that insulin allows the bloodstream glucose levels to go down so that it can enter into the cells. But when that crash happens, you can end up on this roller coaster of constantly needing those carbs in order to feel like you have energy. Then what can happen over time is insulin resistance. You've probably heard of this term before, but it simply means that the cells itself are now resistant to insulin. People with type 2 diabetes often experience extreme fatigue, and that's because their cells are unable to use the glucose they've consumed. If the cells are insulin resistant, they're not taking up that glucose to use it, so the person feels tired because the cell can't produce as much ATP in the mitochondria. One out of two adults in the U.S. have prediabetes, which means although their levels aren't quite high enough to be diagnosable, their bodies are developing insulin resistance, giving them fatigue. This is a huge problem because insulin resistance could go on to increase a risk in heart disease, stroke, and just an overall mortality rate. Another reason you could feel so tired is vitamin B12 deficiency. Vitamin B12 plays an important role in helping you feel your best. Vitamin B12 comes from animal products such as eggs, meat, and dairy. This vitamin is connected to the protein. It goes into the stomach and an enzyme called pepsin and something called the intrinsic factor can release the vitamin B12 from the protein so your body can use it. There are many reasons you might be B12 deficient. For example, if you're following a vegan diet, you need to be aware of the vitamin B12 that you're not getting. If you have a lot of inflammation, you might have trouble absorbing vitamin B12, and inflammation is a huge issue in today's society. People with an autoimmune condition called pernicious anemia cannot absorb vitamin B12. Anything autoimmune means that the body is attacking itself. So in this case, it attacks the cells that create the intrinsic factor or the intrinsic factor itself. Without the intrinsic factor, your body can't use the vitamin B12. Something a functional medicine doctor can look at is your homocysteine levels to see if you might have a vitamin B12 deficiency. So there's a lot of things that can go into making you feel tired. If you have oxidative stress, your mitochondria aren't functioning properly, maybe you're B12 deficient, or you're not consuming enough antioxidants. Maybe you're carb loading and creating insulin resistance there. Or if your body is dealing with a lot of inflammation. So here's some things you can do to counteract those sleepy feelings. Number one is exercise. On days I do absolutely nothing, I sometimes feel more tired, and i found that even a simple walk can boost my energy, which is almost a paradox in some ways that exerting energy creates more energy. That's because when you exercise, it can actually help your cells have more nutrients, and it gives it more oxygen. The process of oxidative phosphorylation I mentioned earlier happens when you create ATP, but you need oxygen to do that. The other incredible thing exercise does is it can actually cause your cells to create more mitochondria. If you have more mitochondria producing energy, you're gonna have more energy. Isn't that absolutely incredible? Another thing you can do is be carb aware. As I mentioned earlier, those carb crashes and insulin resistance can cause low energy levels. We can combat that in a few ways. For starters, observe what types of carbs you're consuming. Are they all simple carbs and sweet treats? Anything with white flour and white sugar is going to have a great rise with a great crash. Instead, choose complex carbohydrates. Something I think a lot of people don't realize is vegetables actually can be a source of carbs. Things like peas, sweet potatoes, and squash, and there's other natural whole foods such as beans, quinoa, and brown rice. Try to find low glycemic carbs. Low glycemic means that the curve in your blood sugar isn't going to go up as drastically. Another option is intermittent fasting and creating metabolic flexibility, which we're not going to dive all into today. Lastly, you can consume more antioxidants. Walnuts, surprisingly, are actually very high in antioxidants. Blueberries and all other berries are also amazing. Now I always recommend getting your berries organic. Pesticides are one of those things that can contribute to free radicals and those chemicals can contribute to a host of other problems. Berries are on the dirty dozen list and strawberries I think are number one and that just means that they contain some of the highest pesticide residues on them. I know they can be more expensive but buying them on sale or frozen is always a great option. Acai is another berry that's growing in popularity that is known for its superfood quality of high antioxidants and I love to get acai bowls. Of course uh, we load it with granola and most places like to add sugar to their acai but I think it's a really fun healthier dessert option that for us is similar to getting ice cream. Now I want one. (laughs) Another great source is green tea and is also good for inflammation. Green tea I would call a superfood, really, and it can be overlooked for its multitude of health benefits. Chia seeds are another good one, and they were known in ancient times to give energy. Chia actually means strength in Mayan, and in these ancient cultures, it was a main food and even a religious food in some cases. They actually thought that chia seeds would give them supernatural powers. These warriors would consume the chia seeds before battle to give themselves strength and energy to defeat their enemies. And last but last not least, I'm sure you already know that coffee has a ton of antioxidants. It's estimated it's where Americans get most of their antioxidants, possibly 80% of them. These antioxidants can fight the cellular damage done by the free radicals. And now I'm finishing up this last episode still enjoying my cup of antioxidants getting a little cold. Um, I hope you are awake and energized for the day. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for taking the time to listen and understand your health better. This is Liv Whistler and I'll see you next week. Bye!